0: Welcome to the podcast of the Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Jim Cole, and I'm proud to be the 96th president of Las Vegas Rotary. Las Vegas Rotary's main focus is on youth, specifically youth literacy and life skill development. If you're in town, we invite you to join us at the Lowry's Prime Rib at noon on Thursdays. You can also find more information about our meetings on lasvegasrotary.com. If you're unable to join us, we live stream our meetings on Facebook at noon Pacific time Thursdays. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you, thank you. Um, so, I got to meet Brian when he spoke here a couple, uh, about a year or two ago. Uh, and he was talking about being a Kaizen, you know, black belt, ha, and, and everything else that he was doing. And one of his claim to fame is, as it mentions in his uh, bio, He ran the largest IT deployment in in the history of Nevada at UMC, running their EMR and EMH, um, and did it under budget and ahead of time. Um, But Brian is an all-around kind of good dude that you want to go and have a a drink or a cup of coffee with. Um, You know, I I joke that, you know, hopefully one day when I grow up, I want to be just like you. And he said, that sounds great, but be taller. So without a doubt, uh, (laughs) so without further ado, I'd like to introduce today's speaker, Brian Rosenberg.
1: Well, thank you for making the short joke for me, Kirk, so I don't have to do a follow-up to Daryl's comment and say I'm here because I'm the shortest guy in the room. So, uh, but it, it, thanks to everyone for lo- allowing me to speak here today and talk to you about what we're doing with Socrates. As, as was mentioned, I actually had joined the club briefly and then got called to service on the UMC project, which became two years of my life uh, that uh, where I was working intensely to get that project done for UMC and was not able to be a part of the club during that time. And so now um, I've asked to rejoin. I thank you for bring, bringing me back and allowing me to be part of the, the club again. I was actually part of founding a, a, a club in Baltimore about 10 years ago, the Baltimore Waterfront Club. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a former Rotarian twice now and happy to be back, back again. So uh, what I'd like to talk to you about today is the newest project taken on, a new company we started that uh, that really, I believe, is going to help to change and revolutionize education in our country and address a lot of the challenges that we have in our system today. And knowing how important of a mission that is to the Rotary Club, I uh, wanted uh, to bring that to you and have you be aware of what we're doing and what we're trying to do and start right here in Clark County as well. Uh, in addition to myself, uh, Dr. Ralph Thomas is with me, who is... Uh, business partner and friend. Ralph actually was uh, the first PhD uh, in the state of Nevada in mathematics. And uh, he was a former UNLV instructor as well. And uh, Ralph uh, had actually come to me with this idea a little over two years ago um, and asked for my help to, to take this idea and turn it into reality. And I'll tell you more about that story and how we got there in the conversation today. But looking at some of the challenges in education today, and I know that this is something that everybody here is close to, that you know, a big pro- part of the problem is that classroom sizes just keep growing and really when you look at how we solve that problem it seems to be that as the classroom sizes grow our solution is to cut the budgets of the schools uh, which isn't necessarily getting the end result that we want. It's a constant challenge to get enough money to the schools so they can be effective and to keep classroom sizes at a level where they can be balanced between the need to take care of the kids and give them individualized instruction. When you look at, in an average classroom that's an hour long, the, the student, each student can only get 30 seconds of individualized attention from that teacher. And the reality of it is that every child learns different, and every child has different learning patterns. And you think about it in terms of that, if I was to give all the kids in a class a test, and one kid scores a 95, that's an A, that's great, but they still don't know 5% of the information. The next child gets a 75, and the third child gets a 50, all three children have to move on the next day to the next level of educational content. And they always, always have a gap. And it's one of the reasons that math is a major area of challenge because in math particularly, that gap gets bigger and bigger over time. And it makes it harder for us to take on the more advanced types of mathematics, which I can't do as well as, uh, as Ralph can. But, uh, but it becomes a bigger and bigger challenge for, for our kids as they get older. And so our focus in school was really heavily around the idea of the average student. And we have special education as a way to address kids who are struggling a bit. Uh, and we can hold kids back a grade or we can advance them a grade. But those are big changes in a child's life and a child's education when sometimes they just need help in particular categories and areas where they're struggling in order to keep up with the rest of the classroom. And that's really what... Socrates is all about. And it's interesting, actually, Stu mentioned to me right before the session started that apparently the very first education software, and uh, he was a part of making this, it was called Plato, and he asked me if Socrates was based on the fact that it's a successor to Plato like Socrates was himself, uh, and I said that I was going to claim that's the story from now on because I think that's really cool, but that's not actually why. It's heavily based on the idea that we use the Socratic method. Uh, but when you look at the existing solutions out there, first off, a lot of them are just really babysitters, particularly the direct-to-consumer ones, that they're really just about keeping your kid busy, and they provide minimal educational value. And as the father of three children, I have a, an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a two-year-old, and my wife Candy's here with me as well. Uh, sometimes you need that, but it wasn't really helping the kids to learn much. It was just to keep them busy and entertained. There's a lot of solutions out there that are point solutions, and they do one topic really well. And math is probably one of the more common ones, but they don't provide a more holistic solution that can handle other types of content. They're built particularly to deliver one area of content. And they don't have the connection between the home and the classroom, which is necessary to keep the parents engaged, because parent engagement is a key part of the success of education as well. And because, you know, with Common Core, there's been a lot of structure around math and English. However, a lot of the other categories don't get as much attention from the educational software as a result. So we wanted to build something that can handle the math and the English that could do much more than that. could get into sciences, could get into social studies, other categories in the future. And, and the last thing, last point is just is just in many cases they're just not, there's not a lot of fun. The ones that used in the classroom today uh, just aren't entertaining for the kids. And if the kids aren't having fun, they're less likely to do it. So we, we came up with this concept that we'll be going over. and We... Uh, Applied for a grant with the National Science Foundation, I'm happy to say that in January we were informed that we were the winner of that grant. Uh, we are actually the first company to win the first company in Nevada to win the National Science Foundation grant in the last three years. Uh, so it's been a little bit of a gap since the last time somebody in Nevada won, so we're excited to be a part of, of bringing the, that, that grant money back to the state. And what we've received is, is seed funding. Um, in order to uh, to fully commercialize our application, and there's a second phase of the grant that we'll be able to uh, uh, be able to qualify for next year as well. So what what it is that we developed is we have an educational platform that provides and develops dynamically an individualized learning path for every student, and that means that it's identifying along the way any gaps in their knowledge and helping to plug those gaps over time. It's, and it's doing that across thousands of different educational categories all simultaneously. And it does that dynamically, meaning that as each question is answered, it's automatically making an adjustment. If the child is struggling, it's going to pull back a little bit. If the child is doing really well, it's going to challenge them more. And the teacher or the parent is able to control the settings and the speed at which those adjustments occur. So they can either leave it on autopilot and allow it to run by itself, or they can, they can intervene and make adjustments along the way. So we want to have a platform that engages the students, gives the teacher a powerful classroom tool. Rather than trying to replace what the teacher's doing, which some of these applications do, we wanted to have something that became a classroom assistant to the teacher that would work for whether you're homeschooling, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a parent wanting to help your child to be successful. And also because, um, you know, because of my background, uh, as, uh, as Kirk mentioned, uh, in, in Six Sigma, I'm a Six Sigma Black Belt, a Kaizen facilitator, Continuous improvement is a big part of what my experience has been in healthcare, And Ralph has a very big background in analytics and using data to improve outcomes. In combining those concepts, we wanted to bring big data to education. And we don't have much big data in education because with decentralization of schools, everybody's doing something different. And while Common Core provides a common measuring mechanism, it doesn't provide a common source of information. It just allows us to compare how one school is doing on those tests, but it doesn't necessarily give us the ability to directly compare the value of different teaching techniques. It's more of an indirect effect than what we're able to do. So we developed the Socrates platform, and there's several components to that. There's what the students use, which is a gamification platform that allows them to have fun while learning. They can answer questions in order to earn tickets and tokens, so they can play just for fun games. The questions that come up are automatically selected based upon where that child needs help or a teacher can intervene and ask to have a particular topic presented to them at any given time. There's a parent portal allowing the parent to be able to go in and see how their child's doing and make adjustments as well. See reporting about how their child's performing and then we have a teacher and administrator portal. Now the the teacher command center that we developed earlier this year allows a teacher to control an entire classroom of students, see where each of them are struggling, and make adjustments such as grouping students together based on where they need help and providing that intervention when it's necessary. The uh, School Command Center allows a principal to be able to view the entire school and see how children are doing as a whole, see how individual classrooms are doing, and compare how teachers are performing against each other. And the School Command Center was a very recent development Uh, which actually was based heavily on input from Katie Decker, who I know many of you are familiar with, uh, has been very helpful in helping us to determine what the right information is to present to the principal. But the biggest component of what Socrates really does is it makes the learning fun for the kids. It makes it so that they're able to enjoy what they're doing and want to play more. The basic concept we have is that if kids play more, they're going to learn more. So we've developed a balance between the educational component and the just for fun where when they run out of tickets or tokens to do the things that they want to do just for fun, they go back and they learn more. And they balance at themselves at their own pace, uh, and it's naturally, they have to keep coming back to education content to continue to earn uh, more tickets and tokens to be able to play more. The game library that we have is growing, and we have the ability to put any number of different games, so we're constantly developing new games uh, in order to uh, keep the child engaged, and we do a combination of, Classic games like we have Pac-Man in there, um, along with, uh, with newer style games such as a Candy Crush-like game and Angry Birds-like game and other things that many people like to play and know. We have a quest and badge system that we're about to release that allows the child to be able to, uh, to get badges when they achieve certain outcomes and quests to encourage them to go down a particular path and spend the time. They can unlock emojis that they can use to represent themselves and we're now adding in a store that allows them to both purchase additional educational content if their parents want to be able to add on additional content to what they have, but also we have the ability to trade tickets for physical goods and that came out of a concept that we developed with the Clark County Library District where they came up with the idea of saying, what if they could trade their tickets for a coupon to come into our bookstore and get a real book um, for, their, for their learning on the computer. And We thought that was great because we, we want the ch- children to spend a lot of time learning but we don't want to dismiss the value of them uh, spending time reading and, uh, and also uh, and, and doing things physically. We've talked about adding in uh, discount coupons to go to, a, to go to a science museum or children's museum or other things in the future. We have other ideas that we'll be developing over time uh, to create more of an encouragement to get the physical experience as well as the experience online. And, and a lot of this came down to the idea that we looked at from an intelligence standpoint. We have a concept that we refer to as learning intelligence. And when you look at with Amazon, um, probably most of you have an Amazon account. Amazon tells you what you should buy, based upon what you have bought before, Um, and it's scary accurate at times. Uh, And so it is suggesting to you things that you should purchase. Pandora suggests things that you should, songs you should listen to based upon what you have listened to in the past. And and when you look at Netflix, it's telling you what you might enjoy based upon what you learned in in the past. So we've talked about, why can't we use artificial intelligence, use learning intelligence to indicate what a child should be learning next based upon what they have learned in the past, what they have done in the past. What questions should we ask next based upon their ability to answer other questions correctly or incorrectly? And that's really, in essence, what we have built, is the ability to dynamically make that adjustment question by question to figure out what is it that they should be learning next. Another key concept to our solution that I think is a very different concept is the idea of a lifetime student learning record. And th- this came heavily out of a concept concept of looking at uh, what has been done in healthcare, and the idea that you have a medical record and the transferability of the medical record. In healthcare, there's been significant progress in the last 10 years in allowing you to be able to have medical information that can be transferred from one doctor to the next doctor so that doctor can learn from what the previous doctor learned. And that, that's been a lot of where my experience has been. Applying that concept to education, we said, why is it that when a child transfers from one school to the next school, everything about what that child is good at and, and is not good at is lost? That even happens within a school district, much less if that child leaves the state. They certainly get the grades from before, but the grade is a very, very small piece of the puzzle. and doesn't tell us. We have the ability to track at extreme detail where that child needs help, intervention, and where they're struggling. And that information is all transferable. That child account moves with them. We had an example. One of the schools that we had using our software in the spring uh, had a new elementary school opening up nearby. And 400 of the children from that school are moving over to that new school. And we have the ability now that all 400 of those children's learning records are going to go with them and their new teachers are going to benefit from that information. And the software is automatically already making the adjustments based upon not only what they learned back in the spring, but anything that they've done over the summer as well. All of that's naturally built in and we believe that's a real game changer in how education is treated. The ability for us to be able to have that information flow with that child regardless of where they go now or in the future. Big component of what Socrates is doing is really providing the teachers with tools in order to help them to be successful. Uh, All of our stuff is common core aligned so we have common core aligned math and English and we are developing common core aligned science content now as well. Uh, Automatically you can create homework assignments and grade that homework uh, so the children can either do it in the classroom or they can go home, play games, do their homework as a part of that and they come in in the morning and the teachers got it all graded and again the engine is, is absorbing all that information and making those adjustments. They can determine where an individual child is stuck or they can determine where the entire classroom or group of kids are stuck and allows them to help them to determine how they should be spending their time helping the children in the class. We have test, testing and benchmarking functionality coming out to allow them to compare how they're doing to, uh, to various points within the school year. Uh, and all of this is replacing line items in the budgets that they have today, different software solutions they're using. The schools will have the ability to create custom quests and badges later this year. The, right now, the teachers can view all the activity at home, whether it be over the summer, whether it be on the weekend, whether it be in the evenings. And the, the amount of time that the children are using the software in the evenings has really been somewhat fascinating. And uh, uh, Ralph's laughing because we actually had a request come out from Katie Decker that, uh, that we have the ability to turn off the software at a certain period of time because we had so many students using the software late at night going into eleven eleven thirty that – we were having a hard time finding a time to shut the software down and apply updates because the kids were playing for so long and we finally determined they just need to go to sleep. So, uh, uh, and, 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 and we can measure that progress across every one of those categories along the way. So really what is very different about the software games, the adoption, uh, and, the, and as I mentioned the ability to be on autopilot, the learning intelligence that we're providing and the expandability of the platform and we'll talk a little bit more here in a moment about where the platform can go because while we have built this platform around uh, elementary school, um, it is not in any way restricted to that, that's just how we built the initial user experience and already we were actually at, a, at an education conference a couple of weeks ago where one of the big requests that came out of that was to get high school content faster because there was so much interest in having a solution in that space. And we found that middle schools were really interested in using our software as a special education solution because they were struggling with finding something that would have content for elementary school grades. And, and once the, the child starts in their education journey with Socrates, at that point, grades don't matter. Grade levels don't matter. If they, they are advancing through the content at their own pace, grade by grade, uh, topic by topic, so they could be fifth level and, and counting... Um, at the same time that they're third grade in subtraction or sixth grade in algebra, that combination makes no sense. But, <laughs> but you get the idea that they can be advancing through all of that at their own pace. They can learn content well beyond their, their, uh, their grade level if they have the ability to do so. And that's something that, that is very challenging to provide in the current learning environment. Most of the solutions out there will just say you're third grade, you get third grade content. We're saying no, you're going to get whatever content you can do, whether that be first grade content or fifth grade content, topic by topic. So we actually launched this in April, in late April, uh, for the first time. And you'll notice, you'll recognize a couple of the logos up there, I think, because Katie Decker Schools were three of our pilots uh, earlier this year. Uh, and they used this um, in all of their classrooms um, over the course of about a six week period. Uh, We also had other schools join, but uh, during that time period and we've made a partnership with the library district, particularly for the summer months uh, where uh, kids coming into the library, as well as library card holders, could get an account and learn math over the summer Um, and we've had several hundred people come in through the Clark County Library System as a part of that that partnership. Uh, And we've also used it in summer schools where those schools, several schools, but certainly the engagement of these kids is the highest during the actual school year. Now, as, you, as you probably are aware, uh, Katy schools have computers in the classroom and I believe that that is uh, uh, at least in part due to this, this Rotary Club. Uh, and so they use this as part of that classroom experience every day. Some schools don't have computers in the classrooms uh, in every environment and we've talked to schools about using it in after-school programs. Other schools will have a, um, a handful of computers in the classroom and what we found is that in those classrooms that it's used more as a reward system that if you do your your test, your, uh, your project or whatever the case may be you get to play Socrates as the, at the end of that as your reward and that's worked out really effectively but we had, we had 4500 users join in 60 days uh, and obviously the school year is starting up again we're going to be in all the same schools plus some additional schools and we expect to have 6-7,000 kids using the software when we go live again um, in the schools in three weeks. When you look at it from a content perspective, we currently have math uh, has been what we've been delivering. We, we are right now completing the English content, and that will be available this month. Uh, and the next stages for us is to develop um, the American history content. We've had that in progress. This is a good example of something that we find that it isn't taught as much in the classrooms as it used to. Uh, and uh, and something that has been a personal passion of mine. I uh, I, I always wanted uh, to to spend more time in history and and my son is uh, is very fascinated by American history and so something that was important to me uh, to develop and that content will be coming out in October Uh, and we have science content that we're just starting now that we'll have later this year that will align with the new Common Core Science Standards. Uh, Down the line, we also are developing middle school math uh, in expanding out our math content and where we go from there is something that we're discussing but we have additional middle school content, we have uh, high school content and there are many other topics that we can go, to, go into in the future. And it, it, One of the requests that we've been getting is to develop Spanish content for example. Our platform is completely able to handle any type of content uh, and that's part of where we see there's so much opportunity for us in the future. One of those areas that we intend to expand in, in the, as, uh, as, as time goes on is in health. And part of this is, you know, from my experience in the healthcare industry, and health education is a big challenge. Uh, and we see a big opportunity, particularly in pediatric education, for us to provide better learning tools for children to be able to understand how to manage their health from a general health standpoint, as well as chronic disease management. So you look at kids with asthma, kids with diabetes, understanding how, to, how uh, why they have these issues and how to manage those issues in a way that's entertaining And that encourages them to to spend the time to understand and manage their health, we think is very important. And one of the challenges in healthcare today is that you leave the hospital, they give you discharge instructions, uh, and nobody reads them, um, or they lose them in the car. And we would have the ability for them to prescribe educational content that the child can then learn, uh, and later on adults can learn, uh, and have gamification to make that interesting and exciting for the kids. Uh, That's something that we see as part of our uh, future as well. And then from an adult education standpoint, there's nothing about our platform that doesn't work with adult education. As a matter of fact, though we don't tell the schools this, so keep this our secret, um, Ralph's father uses our platform to learn how to improve his poker skills. And uh, so he actually developed his own content of poker hands uh, and what his recommended, uh, uh, you know, based upon this series of hands, what should I do? And he built out that content for himself, and he plays the kids' games to learn how to improve his poker poker skills, and he finds it's really effective and works well for him. And he actually developed dance as a module, too, um, again, to master his dance moves. Uh, So it's a good example of where, really, there is no limit to what type of content we can provide. And while I don't think that dance is going to be a a short-term growth strategy, uh, we do have the ability to provide... Uh, content for for licenses and you know somebody came up to me the other day and said could we use your platform uh, my son is trying to pass the security guard exam for the state of Nevada could we use your platform for him to practice that sure uh, we can just develop the, you just develop the questions and we can put that in there there's no limit to what type of content we can put in there and so in the future we'll have certifications licenses uh, corporate learning uh, things for self improvement such as health and then and then I would I think that often we all want to do but don't have a lot of time to do is just to learn things for fun and for our own personal growth, uh, which is something that, uh, that I'd love to have the time to do again. Uh, and, and so one thing that I have already found is that I'm learning a lot through developing this solution. I, I am reintroduced to a lot of math that uh, I realize that I have forgotten <laughs> and, uh, and, and finding that, that it's, um, it's helpful to me and my personal growth as well. Another thing that we, we see as part of the vision of this company is a concept that we uh, call give of Socrates and that is that one of the challenges that we will always have as we go to classrooms is that if they don't have any computers they can't use computer software. Uh, so having the ability to put computers in classrooms is really important. Uh, there's been significant progress in this in many in many schools. but. Still, many are behind, and whether or not schools have, have money and have computers in their classrooms comes down to what funding they have available, and that's something that as well that we want to be able to make available to a larger group of people, and so that's part of what we'll be providing. So, what we're doing right now is we're heavily focused on raising capital in order to be able to right now providing the solution free of charge um, to schools in Clark County, and we want to continue to be able to do that, and that's a key focus. Uh, we, and ongoing, we want to be able to keep this a low-cost solution, replace budget line items as the budgets of our schools continues to be sliced. They need help. There's a lot of solutions that we're able to replace. Um, and adding schools, particularly here in Clark County, is our focus. And to identify additional content, gamification areas that we can add in the future. Uh, and so that's really what we're all about. I you know, appreciate being able to share the story with you. I think you'll be hearing more about us uh, in the future. Um, and it's really exciting to us, particularly, to do this right here in Nevada, a state that unfortunately is not known for, uh, for its education system. We want to change that, and we want to be a part of changing that. And it's exciting to be both as being a part of this club, as well as being a part of bringing this company um, to, the, to the schools here in Clark County. All right, uh, questions?
0: So we're right at the end of our meeting time. If you want to ask questions, um, they're more than happy to stay and talk and take all the questions you have. So thank you very much for coming, and I would like to present to you the Share What You Can Award, uh, Brian, which we give to a needy uh, veteran in your name, and that we provide them with a uh, hot meal. So thank you so much for coming to talk to us. Thank you. Okay, as so we leave here today, let us go forth into the world in peace, render, be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good, render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the fainthearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all persons. Love and serve each other, rejoicing in the fellowship of Rotary. Be people of action. Be the inspiration. We hope you enjoyed this podcast of our latest meeting. If you'd like to know more about our projects or are interested in membership in the club, please visit us at LasVegasRotary.com. Now go forth and be the inspiration.